The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTB, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too, the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about I hold to the book, the Bible. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face is made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and uh, there's two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left side of the page is uh, Bradley's education video, which we didn't have one we changed out yesterday. Or I should have changed it out. That was my fault. I will change it. As soon as we're off the air, on the right side is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device and uh, that you've got. And look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Uh, join us in the chat on Rumble. We've got a lot of friends over there on Rumble. And uh, it's good to see all you guys over there. We appreciate you very much. And then while you're over at uh, Rumble, be sure to um, uh, subscribe to the page over there. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble is the channel you want to find. And then we're also streaming live there. We're also streaming live over on BeforeIt'sNews.com. So be sure and check those out, okay? And then right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, remember, you get that once a day. It uh, comes around 7, 8 in the Eastern in the evening. And uh, so be looking for that. And then if you want our ministry email and you want to see what the Sons of Liberty are doing, probably going to get some really good pictures today. Uh, from or Yeah, today when it goes out today. Uh, it goes out once a week. Uh, sign up for that on sonsoflibertyradio.com and uh, some stuff from Virginia, Williamsburg and Yorktown and Jamestown and all those places that they're gone. And I think they're, well, they were going to DC yesterday, so I'm assuming they're going to be there today as well. And uh, so be looking for that. I don't know if Bradley will be doing the radio show. I'm pretty sure he's not. And uh, they'll, we'll have another educational video up there as well. And then finally, if you agree with our message, you'd like to help keep us out there. There's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, guys, we appreciate you very much uh, in your support of us. And um, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you. We really do. I got one little thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play here. Just a couple of seconds. I don't know how many of you guys have heard this story out of Oregon. The guy's name is Mason Goodnight. Okay. 
I mean, you should talk about a folk hero type of name, Mason Goodnight. And uh, this guy was a deputy for 27 years um, in one of the counties there. I forget the name of the county he's in. Nevertheless, this guy was, he was, my understanding is, I know he's a preacher, but I think he has multiple elders at the church that he's at, which is great. And um, he, uh, he was fired from his job by a quote-unquote conservative, quote-unquote Christian sheriff. And why was he fired from his job? Because although in 27 years he's had to deal with members of the LGBTQ or STV, WXYZ community who've been brought in and processed and everything, he's always been respectful of them, never had a complaint filed against them uh, for any kind of disrespectful conduct or unprofessional conduct that he would have engaged in. He's always been courteous to them. But because he won't sign their paper and say it's okay that he has to respect their gender identity and use their quote-unquote pronouns that they choose to be called, he wouldn't sign it bearing a false witness, and they fired him. So they gave the guy a hearing, not like a, a, a jury or something like this. They gave him a hearing where he gets to give the other side of the story, so to speak, to the public, so the public understands why he was fired. The sheriff is sitting here. It's about an hour-long thing. I'm not going to play that, but I'm letting you know that Mason said he would be glad to come on the show. We're going to try to get him on here this coming week, but he's with his family. So we're going to see if he'll come on the show and just kind of tell us everything that's in this video. I'll have the, the video archived in the archives today, and I apologize with my travel yesterday and everything that we were doing. I didn't get our archive up, so that yesterday's archive will be up today if you didn't get to catch that. But I want you to just listen to a minute or two here of what Mason had to say, uh, because, and I don't know why the thing wants to play on its own when I just, all I wanted to do was get larger. But, so no, I'm not doing Okay, let's, let's pause him right there. Okay, so he, he's already been speaking for quite a while, but I thought this little section here for about a minute or two would kind of give you a little flavor of what Mason is going for here, because the guys at this public hearing, and when he's talking, He's calling the sheriff, and he's calling the deputies, and he's calling the county, and he's calling the state to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. I, I have never seen somebody in public work do that. Now, I know that people do it. Don't get me wrong. And the interesting thing is the sheriff had a copy of Matt Trujella's The Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates, and he gave it to Mason here. And Mason read it. He said, I don't know if the sheriff did, but uh, he laid out to people. He said, you're op he said, you're opening something that's going to make the evil worse. It's going to grow. It's going to you're going to have it among your um, deputies here in the jail, which they were already understaffed. And he says, you can look for it as part of God's judgment. He said, I'm trying to fend that off because I love people. I care about it. His attorney, though not as. Uh, Well-spoken was one to the Lord by Mason. His attorney was. And his attorney speaks like I haven't heard an attorney speak. Uh, so it was, uh, it was really interesting. I mean, talking about the Bible and the, the moral law of God and things, just, just give this, check this out. Let me know what you think in the comments. And you guys uh, on the radio, I, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. You're, you're really going to enjoy this. Listen. You don't want that? Pray for repentance? 
But if a flood of inmates start coming in claiming to be transgender, if deputies start saying they're transgender, if people start saying, no, I'm not doing this, and the already drastically criminally understaffed jail becomes even less staffed because they can't keep deputies working there, it's going to be worse chaos. This is an evil Pandora's box that should never have been even considered, let alone open. And I did what I could to keep it from being open, and I did so reasonably, diligently, faithfully, respectfully. Yes. And I'm here today in that same vein, not to clear my name, but because someone gave me a platform to speak the truth, to preach the gospel, to call you to repentance, Come to pray on. that Jesus Christ would save you from your sins, each one of you, and that Jesus Christ would be glorified in the sheriff's office. So that's my hope. Um, but people that know I preach know that people know that Sheriff Hanlon seen memos I've written. I've been very verbose. I will say I have never been a person to just talk trash about leadership behind their back. Everything I'm saying here today has been in the memos and the letters and far more. I've got a file worth of stuff I've said. I've not hidden this. I've been just bad-mouthing. I've said these, said to their face, put it in letters. I've written voluminous memos over the years. When I found issues, I felt the wrong in the jail. It should be fixed. And a few in the past, long, long time past, a few got changed, fixed. It was hurt. I tell people you can't ever get anything done if you don't make your voice known. All you're doing is foolishly venting. The Bible says a fool vents his wrath. So don't tell the people who make change you're not going to do anything good. So I've always sent the memos, sent the letters, and I just, a couple of things got changed over the years. But this was this was the biggie I would have hoped got changed, and it didn't. And it wasn't something that was a matter of I could just, you know, bite my tongue and press on. It was only to the detriment of myself, which our drastic understaffing is. It was something that was going to affect everybody. It affects the whole county. It affects yes. what our world is doing. To, and that's why it's on news. That's why Lars Larson wanted me on show. That's why it's in the newspapers, because it's an issue that's pertinent today. Okay. All right. So you get kind of the issue of what's going on there. Now, and I'm sorry for the audio. It's only coming through in one of the speakers. So however they recorded it, it was in mono and not stereo. So I apologize for that. But Mason was a deputy. Of 27 years, he was like 30 years or 30 years, three years shy of finishing out his career. And they fired him because he will not call a he a she or a she a he or something else that they want the, to be called to do that. He He's not going to go along to get along in this thing. And so uh, praise God for Mason. Um, he called out the sheriff too. I mean, he called out the sheriff right there. And it's a, it's a long thing. That's like 47 minutes in, okay, just so you get an idea. And uh, I, if I were the sheriff, man, I would have been embarrassed, especially to call myself a conservative Christian. And, uh, and Mason called him out. Now, he didn't do it in a mean spirit. He just said, this is a matter of fact what it is. And he says, I don't understand. And I don't understand how they do it either. But uh, willing to give up his job. Not eat, not lie, and not sign a paper saying, yeah, this is just fine for our jail to do. I'll just kind of go along to get along. Nope, he wasn't going to do it, even if it cost him his job. Now, that's, that's some integrity. And he, he wrote about it. He wrote about uh, what needed to be done there and submitted all kinds of changes over the years, some of the things they took, some of the things they didn't. And he even rewrote their paper. But understand, this is under the same, even though the sheriff is the one making the call, this is in Oregon under that same woman who is a reprobate. And, um, I mean, what are you going to do? 
What are you going to do? But I'm going to tell you, this one right here, that's great. So I'm looking forward to having Mason. Lord willing, we're going to have him on next week. But today is uh, Saturday. And as you hear, we got the we got the Brown clan in the house. I got almost all my kids here, uh, two son-in-laws, and one of my boys' friends over. And uh, so we, we've got a little noise in the house. So just enjoy that as the atmosphere. That's okay. Everybody's trying to be quiet. But, but everybody's here, and uh, we're happy to have them here. But it's Saturday. And as always, we have with us our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimrani. Good morning, Kate. Hi, good morning. And uh, Dave is in the house. Uh-oh. There you go. He's giving you a good look. Yeah, I'm giving him his music. Let's just see if he does his head. There he goes. <laughs> he said, I must be on camera today. <laughs> And for the radio audience who can't see it, Dave is just looking at the camera, moving his head back and forth. <laughs> All right, he's had enough. <laughs> I, uh, oh my word, I did a post on Twitter and um, I'm grateful for my Twitter account back. I think I've got nearly 9,000 extra followers just since I got it back. So it's rocking on there. Um, and uh, I, I did the post how they were call telling us that our pets were the cause of global warming in the UK. And of course, everyone all over the place has been posting their pets. And I said, you know what? We need a Twitter pet of the month. And I will send you a T-shirt with Kate Shemarani on it. Maybe you could start a <laughs> site. So call it Petter. Pardon? You could call it Petter. Everybody post yeah, their pet pics. So everybody's been posting their uh they're pets and so far i'm not gonna lie there's a guinea pig with a mohawk <laughs> 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 uh, which is my favorite so far uh we just seen as well i just saw it posted that um president zelensky has signed uh legislation eradicating references to russian history or cultures in the names of cities towns villages and other geographical locations which Kind of made me laugh because isn't that what the Brits do? Isn't that what the Americans do? Isn't that what all the West have been guilty of? Yep, they have. So, uh, you know, he's not doing anything. It's just a different time. Same gangsters, different time. Um, and then also uh, we've been working on um, GenPact, which you, you really ought to all go and do your due diligence and look at GenPact. They have their uh, base in the Bahamas. All the links go to India. What a surprise. Uh, they are there for looking for financial solutions for Pfizer and AstraZeneca. They're on the New York Stock Exchange and they're a global company. And wait for it. It was Genpact that in 2020 were awarded a $1.96 million contract to handle all of the adverse events that they were expecting from the vaccines in the UK. So they were given that contract in the UK. And it's interesting that they were working, looking for financial solutions for Pfizer and AstraZeneca. And yet they're the ones that are going to be um, using the AI to look for and handle the amount of these uh, adverse events they were looking for. Now, a doctor in the UK, Dr. Wright, it's just been ruled by a coroner that it was the unexpected circumstances, basically, unexpected consequences, sorry, unexpected being the key word, consequences of the AstraZeneca vaccine that killed him. 
Well, I would argue that how can they be unexpected when they'd already been given a contract before the vaccines, well, COVID bioengineering shots have been rolled out. Genpact had already been given a contract for $1.96 million. And they said that the MHRA, which June Rain is in charge of, couldn't handle the amount that they were expecting. They wouldn't be able to do it anyway. So one has to then ask, who is funding the MHRA, which is our yellow card reporting scheme for adverse events, the regulations for all medications? Who's actually behind the funding of that? So we've uh, looked at all of the companies now, Accord Healthcare Limited, again, these what Accord Healthcare Limited does, and Accord was the, the company that Lord Baron Gadia, yes, another Hindu, um, sit, he sits as court over the Bank of England. It was his company, he's a director, that allegedly diverted the Medazolam from France. We don't believe that at all. And they were the ones that supplied it to Supply Chain Coordination Limited, of which Matt Hancock, in his capacity of health minister, was the director, the sole director of that, bought with taxpayers' money, who then supplied 53% of all the drugs to the NHS, but they supplied all the Manazolam. Now, Accord Healthcare Limited, they're taking over what they actually do. They act as thugs. And I don't mean they're going around beating people up. I mean the true Oxford Dictionary of what a thug is. So what they do is they don't have any researchers to research other people's drugs. They research the patent. They merely research the patent. Then they make their own copy with a different starting dose, and then they can't be held in court for it. So they're literally stealing everybody else's work. And they're taking over. And if you remember, 50% of the global market of drugs comes out of India, and they're set in the next couple of years to increase by 100%. So that's 100%. The wow. chemicals that go... Yeah, the, this is the global market. The chemicals come from China. 75% of the factories, these are not labs that make drugs, they're factories that make the drugs in India. 75% do not meet World Health Organization standards. The do they have standards over there at the World Health yeah. Organization? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So the land is contaminated, the food is contaminated, the water is contaminated, the livestock is contaminated in India. And it was one particular formula milk in India was contaminated by such chemicals used in pharma pharmaceuticals. And they um, poisoned 300,000 babies badly, and they killed six, six babies. Now, somebody actually said on Twitter, well, they only killed six you don't know the level of toxicity and damage to the 300,000 babies. And will that have a long-term health impact and shorten those children's lives? Because remember, all the people that are getting uh, myocarditis and lots of them die, what they don't tell you is the ones that don't die often die within five years and they're on lots of drugs and it damages the heart. They don't tell you that bit. So, you know, this is what is actually happening. And this is all your Anglo-Indian agreement. They're taking over the pharmaceuticals. So we found that although it looks like Accord Healthcare Limited and a lot of these companies 
or in Britain, they're not. None of them are. And they don't even have employees. And they do this thing where they employ just their family. That's all they do. I mean, it's, it is literally a takeover. And we have no patient standards safety agency here anymore in the UK for drugs. We don't have that. It was got, gotten rid of by the Tory government. So really, people are saying, well, what can I do? Well, you could stop taking drugs for a start. OK, if you're on insulin, if you're insulin dependent diabetic. But you can certainly go a long way to not requiring a lot of insulin by managing your diet and having a very low glycemic load, which will then protect you from having the spikes and troughs and getting all the associated vascular disease and the medications that go with it. I mean, people, if you if you haven't got this by now, then, you know, I don't know what to say anymore. And uh, it, the more I find out, I, I was out for a big walk today with a big stiff neck and a headache. Sometimes the more I find out, Tim, I I come home very, um, you know, when I start looking at documents, I get really sad. I get really sad. Well, it is. It's, it is sad. And it's I go for big, long walks, and I have to do lots and lots of praying because um, I'm really shocked by the more I find out. These people have got absolutely, they don't care about human life at all. You are nothing more than a commodity to them. And when they've finished with you, you're worth £487 in the UK, dead. That's after they've raped you in every orifice with drugs for all of your assets. They don't care at all. They don't care about your babies. They don't care about the fact that the birth rate is plummeting, the sperm are plummeting, and even the sperm that are there are unable to fertilize an egg. They don't care about any of it. They don't care. They're just disgusting pieces of dirt. And I struggle to even pray for them. And I know we're told pray for our enemies. I tell you, I have to go out and I have to have a big word with myself, let me tell you. Because some of the stuff that's wafted out of my mouth, I have to beg for forgiveness myself when I read the things which I'm reading. Well, Kate, it's shocking. When you're when you're talking about even praying for the enemies, there's also prayers in which you pray for your enemies that are called imprecatory prayers. And you're praying that God will come and deal with them, that he'll deal with them because in some I way. like that. Yeah. And, and so there are plenty of those in the Psalms that, that we can pray. You know, they're setting traps for us. Lord, let them fall in their own trap. Let them get caught in their own net that they've set for me. You know, let them, you know, it's like Haman um, setting up the Jews in the book of Esther. And, um, and, and what happens? Well, God uses this little girl, uh, Esther, who gets brought up out of the streets, basically, into the king's palace, becomes the queen. And uh, instead of, you know, this big gallows he had for this day of killing all the Jews at the time, what happened? Well, God turned it around and they hung him and his family on it. So, I, you know, that those, I think it's just fine when you've got people who are so wicked like that. It's like, look, it's fine. We give, them the, we give people the gospel. We hope that God will grant repentance. But in the end, if they're not going to turn, you, you pray for God to bring justice upon him. You pray for him to, you know, as I've said before, you know, even break their teeth in their mouth if that's what's got to happen or that's the language issues of scripture. So I think those things, we got to keep those things kind of in a little bit in balance there. But I understand um, Bradley used to say, how do you do all this when you got all this stuff here and this, that, and the other? He says, man, it's just, you feel like you're dirty. And so I said, yeah, I do every day, all the stuff that I see. Yeah. And, um, oh, you know, I, 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 I'm very oh, grateful God. to everybody. Can you hear me all right, Tim? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, um, I'm very grateful to everyone that keeps writing to me 
and the patients. Now I've got more emails from TNT and uh, the, the patients is just phenomenal, the amount of patients. And um, I will be um, doing lots more talks. They're all booked and I'll be at the Better Way conference as well, uh, which all the doctors are coming from America. I'll be with Dr. Carrie Madej. So I'm at all of those things. But uh, before we got cracking with um, the pineal gland, which is really important because that's another thing that I can see now, the more I learn about it, and it's the most fascinating gland. Um, that's another thing that I can see why they're doing the things that they do and the impact that has. But before it does, I thought it might be quite interesting because one of your viewers, listeners, uh, has written and they were asking about hemorrhoids. And you don't want those little critters hanging about, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, women get them, um, women get them after they've had babies and people get them after they are old. Uh, but I just wanted to, can I fire away and cover a few things here? And then I'm going to email to you the document and you can, uh, you can put this little, these little suckers, you can put this uh, little document up. But look, you know, hemorrhoids. If any of you don't know what they are, they're like varicose veins that hang. They can hang outside of the vagina. They can hang outside the back passage. Um, they're little uh, little veins that hang out and, um, you know, they can be make your backside really itchy. They can be very painful if they start bleeding. Wowzer. They're little varicose veins like what you get on your legs. And if these little son of a gun start bleeding, wow, can they bleed? And they can bleed and bleed and bleed like you would not believe. Now, they can take you into the hospital and they can um, do surgery on them, which is very painful as well. But, you know, there's a reason why you get them. And it's just, it's like a backlog in the liver of toxins. And also, you know, your diet. So there's three types of hemorrhoids here, internal ones that develop inside the rectum that you can't see them. But, you know, the little suckers are there because your backside will be itching. And you might be uh, aware of them every now and again if you have a little bit of blood when you go to the loo or when you wipe your rear end. External hemorrhoids are the ones that hang out of the opening to your anus and they can be under the skin and they can become inflamed. They can turn blue and purple. If you put a mirror down there, you can squeal. What the hell is that? And um, there are many nerves to, in the anus. And it can be really, really painful. And people don't want to talk about these things. Don't worry, I'll talk about them. So um, an internal hemorrhoid, if it becomes enlarged, it can collapse and descend and it partially protrudes out of the anus. And these little small masses of tissue look like bunches, little bunches of like purple grapes. And they're called prolapsed hemorrhoids. And they might appear after you've had a bowel movement or oh, like if you've had a baby and they can produce mucus and heavy bleeding. And it can be really shocking for people. Most cases are linked in one way or another to the lack of dietary fiber. So when you're eating all your fruit and vegetables and potatoes, this is all your fiber. And this is why you should be eating fibrous vegetables, porridge in the morning. Uh, this all helps to move everything along and drink lots of water. Dehydration is terrible. You need water to make mucus. Um, and Kate, also, this, you know, if you let me let me ask a question here, because you said they people could have surgeries and stuff like that. Is there natural ways people can sort of reverse that? Because I, I, I know there's some yeah, things yeah, they yeah. can do for I'm the gonna others. I'm going to get right into it. And I've okay. even got something visual that's going to make all the fellas I, I laugh. Hitting the wrong button. There. And Sorry. It's going to make the ladies go woo, and then you're all going to be putting them on your Christmas list. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, 
So I, uh, going through this, you know, uh, most cases are linked to lack of fiber and, and also the position that we, we sit in. So I'll go through that. The best treatment is to increase your fiber intake, drink lots of water. And remember, if you've had your, if you've had your appendix out, which they tell you is just a useless bit, the Lord didn't put useless things in our body. Your appendix is there to add antibacteria. Amen when everything starts to go into your ascending colon and your uh, appendix is at the bottom of your ascending colon, your colon goes up your right-hand side, then it goes across transverse, down your le your left-hand side, into your rectum and out your anus. So, But it also adds lubrication. So drink lots of water. Now, you might know that these little suckers are here because your backside, like I said, will be painful and itching. So the following tests um, can find the underlying cause, hormone testing. So if you've got low thyroid function, and 40% of women in the UK do have that. So a lot of people are on thyroxine, uh, liver function. And I remember I've said when your liver is backlogged, so you should be doing a liver detox. This is why I love the coffee enemas, one coffee enema a day. Um, I can do another show on that if you all want to know it. And I can put the links up of where to get your enema bucket, which ones I recommend. I do lectures on it, actually. They're really popular. Um, blood tests, urine tests, digestive function and microbe. Do you have parasites uh, testing for candida? Um, I've got a good document on parasites and stool blood. Causes, constipation and straining, pregnancy and childbirth, lifting heavy objects. Often weight trainers will get it. Obesity, are you overweight? Inactivity, standing or sitting for extended periods, so like taxi drivers, um, heavy goods vehicle drivers, people that have a, a, a sedentary a sedentary job sitting in an office, food allergies, portal hypertension, that's what I was talking about with the liver, poor liver function, poor anal hygiene, hypothyroidism. So there are lots of uh, things that you can take, butcher's broom, picnogel, um, horse chestnut, uh, witch hazel, you can put that on them. That will certainly, witch hazel cream will really, really help. Or you can put the sits in a bath. Bioflavonoid complex. Bilberry, Vicinium myrtillus is fantastic. Other recommendations. If you're constipated, don't strain. Drink lots of water. Drink 30 mils of castor oil mixed in some orange juice. It's vile. Have a black coffee with some honey in it straight afterwards to clear it from the stomach so you don't feel nauseous. But let me tell you, that 30 mils, you will be, your backside will shut with a bang when that comes out. There'll be, it'll just be like whoosh straight out. It'll be one of those ghost pees where you look down the toilet. <laughs> You've been ghosted by your own log. It will be gone. Um, so you can, don't, don't use laxatives regularly because you're not addressing the underlying problem. Take some castor oil. And, um, you know, that's a good thing to do. Not very much. You, you only need, you know, two tablespoons full in the orange juice, and that will really get everything moving, I promise you. For temporary relief, you can use um, topically cocoa butter, zinc oxide, even olive oil, calendula gel. If you're overweight, the best thing is to lose weight. And if you're doing a job just sitting, do lots of standing up every hour and stretches. And, folks, when you go to the toilet, um, Put your feet on something so that your feet are level with your backside. This is why all the toilets... Like a squat. In the Middle East, yeah, they have the hole in the floor. Now, the other thing, which is quite interesting, and it was the... Um, I think they were called Chinese... It was either the Chinese or the Japanese concubines. And this is the bit where... Um, let me just come back on camera. This is... Oh, sorry, my daughter's just going to university. Drive safely. Let me know when you're there. <laughs> 
She's just arrived back from Valencia and now she's moving <laughs> straight off to university. But I did say, I walked past her bedroom just before she went to Valencia and I thought we'd been burgled and they'd not stolen anything. <laughs> <laughs> all over the floor uh anyway so if you um it, it's quite graphic what i'm going to tell you but the chinese concubines i think it was the chinese ones japanese whichever uh, they used to use pieces of jade now if you were to imagine a lady is lying down and her legs are in the position that uh, you can see the anatomy of the urethra where she goes to the toilet the other hole where she goes it has a baby, the vagina, and then the anus. Um, if you were looking at that, all over that area is the pelvic girdle. It's muscles, lots and lots of muscles. And they lose their tone as you get older with childbirth, with diet. And what these concubines used to do, it was made of jade. And they're called coney, K-O-N-I, coney eggs. And they are eggs that they are have little string on the bottom. So you would actually, they would be that way up. And they come in three, I, I had to buy these for a lecture to, um, to show because my patients have actually used these and they do work. They are incredible. So if you have hemorrhoids or you have stress incontinence where you can't hold your own urine and it's not just hemorrhoids that prolapse out, you can have a prolapse of the vagina. I've even seen a uterus prolapsing right down the vagina that where the, you know, got the vagina, then the cervix, then the uterus right down the vagina, which is horrific. I've seen a prolapsed rectum right out of the back passage. So, and stress incontinence. And also ladies will complain of painful intercourse where um, after menopause. So these things are all linked. Now these coney eggs were typically made out of jade and they come in three sizes. These ones are pink quartz. They're completely smooth. Uh, they're quite heavy. And the, the ones that they used, the concubines were made out of jade. Now, what you actually do is with the strings hanging, the concubines would place this. The reason they did it was to keep the vaginas taut and tight because they were concubines. But these are used and have a fantastic effect of not only toning up all of the muscles in that pelvic girdle, they pull all the muscles tight, but because the muscles then become toned, it increases the blood flow to those areas, which then increases the mucus in the mucous membranes. So it not only will stop the stress incontinence, it will stop the prolapse, it will help the hemorrhoids, and it will also stop women from suffering from painful intercourse and dry vaginas once they've menopaused. So what actually happens is the first egg is worn for one hour every day for a week. And you can wear it for longer if you're struggling. It can be two weeks, three weeks, four hours, one hour a day. And then you wear it for two hours a day for the second week, three hours a day for the third week, four hours a day, five hours a day, six hours a day. So up to six hours a day for six weeks, Monday to Monday to Sunday. Then you swap to the, the next size down egg and it's got to be that way out so that the strings are out. You just wash them with soap and water. You don't need to disinfect or do anything like that because, and you don't put anything on them. You don't need to, you can put coconut oil on them initially because you know all of your flora in that vagina is as it should be. The vagina is acidic and it becomes less acidic when the woman is fertile. 
obviously for the male uh, because the sperm has an antibacterial property and um, otherwise your body would just reject it all the time and that's why you if you keep having multiple different partners that inflammation is set up because your body doesn't recognize it and this is where it leads to inflammation and you get this cancer of the cervix it's nothing to do with a virus which they lie and tell you about so that thing now where they're making you have that hpv vaccine in the states to go to college absolutely outrageous i'll do a show on that so look the second egg goes in and you gain you go back to one hour a day uh for uh one week two hours a day for two weeks three uh, sorry for a week three hours a day for a week four hours a day until you are onto the small egg these won't drop out incidentally and by the time you get to the small egg your um muscles in that pelvic girdle will be so taut and toned that you shouldn't get um the prolapses it will help with the hemorrhoids putting your feet up as well. You're not going to have any more of the problems. You just wash them in soap and water. So stop buying them Easter eggs, chocolate Easter eggs. Buy your woman some Coney eggs. <laughs> and anyone, and, and you know, it's not, these are not a sexual thing, although it has its advantages if you're in your loving, stable relationship with your husband, because this is going to, like I've said, increase blood supply because it's going to make all the muscles toned. And then it's a winner all round because you're going to have a very toned, tight uh, vagina and everything else is going to be working in perfect order. So this is fantastic. No drugs. And yet. And that's the important thing right there. No drugs, no surgery. No drugs, no operations. And what is the opposite to that? Uh, that they put mesh up the vagina that they have. Yeah, who wants that stuff going on? They remove your uterus. I saw an old lady with a prolapsed uh, rectum and the doctor said, well, she's too old. They won't do an anesthetic. It'll get all ulcerated anyway. They'll just take her up on the ward and she'll be end of life care. That was in uh, 19, I think that was 1996. I remember that. So they were doing that then. It's really sad when, you know, lot, lots could have been done. But anyway, this is for any woman who's had babies or who's, who's got anything, I would highly recommend these Coney eggs. Like I say, these are pink. You can buy these on the, the Devil's Tool, Amazon. Buy them for yourself, buy them for your friends, buy them for your wives, buy them for your girlfriends. Don't buy them chocolate eggs, buy them Coney eggs, K-O-N-I. And actually, if you just give me 24 hours, I'm going to be getting an affiliate link in America and in the UK for every single product that I now recommend because I am doing a video on these. I've worked out that with affiliate links on everything, and thank you, Team Kiwi, for setting it all up for me, I'm going to make myself a lot of money doing all these things, let me tell you. <laughs> when I've gone on lectures and talked about these, everybody in the room, they're writing it down, they're asking the questions, that's the bit they want to know about. So um, anyway, so I hope that the lady who's watching, I'm not going to show, say who she is. I hope that answers your question. And Tim, I will forward you that document okay. on hemorrhoids. And we appreciate the, the, the listener who wrote in, who asked questions. Oh, uh, yeah. She uh, sent it's, me. It's good and, to have and, people you know, do that. A big hello to the nurse who also contacted me. I won't say her name. She knows who she is. She listens to your show tim every single week and she contacted me and uh, wanted to say hello and how she felt about nursing and then i'd also like to say hello to the uh, i'm not going to say what they do but they work 
in care homes in America who wrote to me, who told me that I was 100% correct, what they're doing, how they're killing people. They also listen to your show and uh, they listen, uh, they, they listen to the radio and um, they've listened to me for several years now. They've been listening to your show and they, and I came on and, and they told me all about the system and what they've got set up in the States to, to make them 100% patient advocates to stop this. I didn't even know this was going on. So um, I hope you're listening. And I'm so grateful that you sent me that email. You brought a tear to my eye when you sent me that email. And I read it this morning. I'm getting emotional now because um, it gave me a fantastic idea to further enhance what I am trying to set up. And I will do till I leave this earthly plane. And my legacy for my life will be the new um, nursing uh, uh, nursing platform, nursing board, if you like. Um, and uh, hopefully this particular nurse will come on. And I'd like to say hello to Erin, you know, a nurse Erin, who was the one in New York. Yep. Who, yep. Uh, she's coming on the show. And every other nurse that has contacted me, nurse uh, Kristen from Canada is coming on the TNT, all the nurses, and also my good friend and my children's godmother, Vicky, um, who's left nursing. She's got some guts on her, let me tell you, because when she was working as a nurse, a practice nurse, which was her dream job, and she used to tell me what she saw, she's actually coming on. She's going to come on your show. She's going to come on my Wednesday night show, and she's coming on TNT. And she is going to blow the whistle on every single thing that she saw, which is completely outrageous. What mm. she saw, what she was asked to participate in, right down to the Liverpool Care Pathway, the day it was supposed to be stopped and how the very next day she's going to tell us all exactly how they continued. And uh, really, really shocking. You've met Vicky. She came on a show when I was in Melton Mowbray. Yep. yep. So, um, you know, all these emails, I'm blown away now <laughs> by the amount that I'm getting. But if you want to tell me a story uh, of what's going on and what you're seeing, kateshamarani at gmail.com. But if you can't remember that, if it's for a health issue, it's naturalnurse at mail.com. But if you can only remember naturalnurse at mail.com, don't worry, just fire them away. Um, so shall we move on to um, something that is just mind-blowing, the, the pineal glands? Yes, ma'am. And by the way, you have a comment in the chat. Um, Jabinu, uh, it's the first time I've seen you in there, so thank you for joining us. Kayla loved how you handled the situation with your, with your son. Um, nothing but love. Amen. Oh, that's, that's really wonderful. Thank Amen. you. And he's coming back to the UK. My daughter was telling me, my lovely youngest daughter, um, she's running her first half marathon in a couple of weeks. She's a real fitness bod. Her body is her temple. She eats only organic. She measures everything. Uh, she does weights three times a week. She runs, I think, five days a week. She does yoga. She goes to the organic store and she refuses to shave her legs, refuses to shave under her arms, refuses to pluck her monobrow. She's cultivating everything that is natural. <laughs> and uh, she's at University College London. She's uh, it's a big shout out to her. She's kind of really cool. And she's made me very, very proud. So she told me that um, number one son is coming back to Blight. You know what? I pray every day. Everything will be fine and it will come around. He can't hide what's coming on. And he's been all over the place traveling. So they must have paid him a lot of money. So who's having the last laugh? You know, eventually people do forget. And I will stand beside him and behind him. 
if he ever wants to talk about it, whatever, I, I have no problem with it. I forgive him the day he was born. You know, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. It didn't do me any harm, did it? Um, might have made me a bit uncomfortable for a day, but it didn't do me any harm. And, you know, if people are still, every now and again, I get this silly troll on Twitter who suffers from cystic fibrosis. I won't say a name, but she suffers from cystic fibrosis. And all she does is talks about how it's great the doctors have kept her alive. And, and you know, it's a shame because I went on the cystic fibrosis website and I saw the crap that they tell them to eat. It's outrageous. When really, if you put them on, I think we did it on the show, didn't we? If you put them on a plant-based diet, lots of juicing, and you put them on high-dose um, iodine, all of that mucus dries up. It's quite phenomenal. But of course, and, and of course, Professor Eret, the mucusless diet. And that's what these cystic fibrosis patients get. They get masses of excess mucus in the lungs and in the digestive tract. So it stops gas exchange in the alveoli and it stops uh, the, the extraction of nutrients in the first third of the small intestine. So that's, you know, and she's constantly talking about it. And she keeps posting about my son, which I feel quite sorry for her. So I just tell her I'm going to pray for her. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, so look, pineal gland. Yeah. It's quite amazing. It's tiny. And I, 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 um, you know, on my poor man's version of your bookshelves, Tim, in my study, um, I bought 10 more books um, a week and a half ago. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's chocker. I love it. And <laughs> Catherine's got a key to my house. It's her library. But I pulled, I thought, oh, where am I going to find out about the pineal, pineal, um, pineal gland even more? I didn't need to look very far because it's all there. And um, there's so much that I didn't know. And uh, the pineal gland. So let me go backwards and forwards because you know what? It, it's really interesting. It's the pineal gland. Um, it, it gets its name. It's Latin. Everything's Latin. Pine pinealis, which literally means shaped like a pine cone. And it's a tiny, tiny um, little structure right in the center of the brain. And it's the size of a corn kernel. That's all it is, the size of a corn corn kernel. And let me tell you, they do not want your pineal gland in any good shape. They want it calcified. And how are they making sure that they're calcifying it? It wasn't by just random because you had Herman P. Schwann um, working for the Third Reich doing a uh, lots of experiments on how radiation affected blood and water. And they did also on fluoride. So glyphosate and aluminium forms six new compounds in the gut. Then you bring in fluoride. Then you bring in 2.45 to 5.8 gigahertz, which is a weapon, which opens the blood-brain barrier. And that is the exact frequency of your Wi-Fi. They tricked us into having a weapon in our homes. Uh, Mark Steele has just talked me through uh, the plugs that go into the wall and then a cable comes out of it and plugs into your Wi-Fi box. Then, then you plug, that puts the Wi-Fi into the, uh, using the copper into your, into your walls of your house. Then you plug the plug in the room that you are and you have the cable the Etheret cable coming from that plug and into your computer, you call up your provider and you get them to switch off the actual Wi-Fi itself. 
and that gets rid of it all. And it works a treat. And it cost me, I think, for four of these plugs so that I had one for Laughing Daughter and anyone else that comes in my house. It cost me £32. I'm getting an affiliate link for that. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say your friend Corey has those things and all you do is attach it onto right where the power cord is going into whatever device you've got. Um, So if you've got a Wi-Fi, it goes right there and it cuts it right off. So. Yep. So, so um, Carrie Madej bought me some stuff from Corey, and she's bringing it over to the UK as a gift for me. Um, but yeah, these things uh, were pretty cheap thirty two pounds for four. So if if you've got you know several kids in your house, just buy two packs. But when people say to me, oh, "I can't afford it," yeah, you can. If you've got cable TV, you can afford that. But anyway, so that was the perfect storm to make sure that your pineal gland calcifies. I'm just going to shut my door because I'm I'm getting a bit shivery. Hold on that's a sec. Fine. I left it open. The that's, fine. that's fine. Live radio and you got to do stuff like that. So that that's fine. Uh, I dropped a um, I dropped a link into there for you guys who are looking for the things that uh, Corey does. We've had Corey on the show several times. Probably going to have him back to cover some more 5G studies and things as well. But uh, Kate's back, so we're going to be back on the pineal gland. Okay. So the pineal gland, it's really, really important. Um it it makes uh, it, it doesn't just make uh, melatonin. It's very interesting. It has four secretions. It makes epithalamin, which is a protein thought to increase learning capacity and slow down aging. It makes serotonin, which elevates the mood and has influence on sleep and pain. It makes arginine vasotocin, a potent protein capable of rapidly inducing deep sleep. And it makes melatonin the fix and rejuvenate nighttime hormone. So um, I, I, the more I read, the more you shouldn't take melatonin long term. Um, you should if you if you've got jet lag, then yes, you take it for five days before five days after. I think it is. But you shouldn't be taking it long term. It's never a good thing. Um, the the what does melatonin do? and melatonin is one of those things that's released, it protects against free radical damage from certain carcinogens, herbicides, and radiation. Well, we all need it then, don't we? Because we're being bathed in radiation constantly. Amen. That's that's another wonderful thing when we think about how the Lord has made us, that it can deal with things, you know, thousands of years down the road, the Lord already knew that we need to, to be able to fight some of these things, and he's already designed it within our body. I just, I continue to find all those kinds of things incredible. Yeah, it is. And it prevents, but but don't forget as well, you know, oxidative stress. We know what oxidative stress is. And I'll talk about that. And I've described it as, you know, a wheel falls off the car. You're driving along and a wheel falls off or the car behind's got a wheel missing. So it robs one of yours. And then when that wheel falls off, you're called, you're now suffering from oxidative stress and the chassis dragging on the floor and getting damaged, oxidative stress. And you are now a free radical. Along comes your antioxidant, which is your vitamin C. And this is why, you know, vitamin C comes as a compound in nature with vitamin P, which is for the lungs, vitamin J, uh, or is it the other way around? Vitamin J vitamin is your bioflavonoids. And I think it's the other way around. Copper, which you need for your elastin and collagen, which keeps everything supple, and your ascorbic acid is then your vitamin C. And if you take just synthetic ascorbic acid, which is cornstarch and acid, it inhibits, it stops your body being able to take up with the other things naturally. Everything the Lord meant us to have, he gave us here. The herbs is our medicine. He gave us the seeds in the fruits of the trees and so on. I mean, I just 
I can't get enough of it. I feel like I want to live forever because I've so much I want to learn. Um, so it uh, delays some effects of aging. It's an immune enhancer, which means what? If your pineal gland goes down and your melatonin goes down, what's going to happen to your immunity? It's going to drop through your boots. It assists in coping with stress. But what happens then when that goes down? You become agitated. You get depressed. You can't manage things. What are we seeing all around? It increases the ability to experience pleasure. What are we seeing all around? Massive exponential increase in depression. People don't know what it's like to feel joy anymore. It lowers cholesterol. What are we seeing? Cholesterol going through the roof. It lowers blood pressure. What do we see? Blood pressure through the roof. And the risk of heart rhythm problems. Well, we're seeing cardiac arrhythmias more and more. Why? Because that's exactly what 60 gigahertz hurts pulsed out you does it causes cardiac arrhythmias and it does it for a whole host of reasons not just upsetting your circadian rhythm and it lowers the risk of osteoporosis we've covered osteoporosis on this show what's one of the biggest causes of osteoporosis those gangsters the quacks that call themselves doctors where they uh put people onto uh anti-inflammatories which blocks the cox one and two pathway you take anti-inflammatories you've got a four increased risk percent of ending up in the hospital, the hospital kills, and it blocks the prostaglandins that make your osteoclasts. So what happens is your osteoclasts break your skeleton down to a cement, which stimulates your osteoblast to build a new skeleton. Your entire body regenerates constantly. Your eyes, your eye cells, every one or two days, your mucous membranes, every four or five days, and so on, your liver cells every six weeks. So you do see your skeleton is no different, but they are giving you drugs that stop that. So you end up building new bone on top of rubbish bone, which is like rolling the tarmacking machine over the road with holes in it when you haven't fixed the holes first, you're going to have a bone that's no good. That's your osteoporosis. So if, you're, if your pineal is not working, there you go. Um, so let's go on to it now. Um, steps in the production of melatonin. The pineal gland draws tryptophan, an amino acid, from the blood. So the life is in the blood, right? So you need That's good exactly tryptophan. Right. Yep. So you need what? You need all the foods that have got that in it. Um, the tryptophan is converted to serotonin in the gland. So it needs to get there. So it needs to be pulled out your food. Yeah. So you need to have a good Hang on, hang on. Let me close out the radio show here and we'll be right back with Kate Shimrani. If you want to hear the rest of this uh, talk on the pineal gland and sleep, sons of liberty radio.com, excuse me, sons of liberty media.com or before it's news.com or rumble sons of liberty radio live. Rather be, well, there'll be an education video up. Have a great weekend. Lord's day. We'll talk to you 6am on Monday. Adios. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio and Kate. Back to you. I don't want. I, didn't, I hate to interrupt your thought because I'm like, I hope oh, yeah, she's holding where she's at. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I've got loads of info for you today. You're getting a double whammy. You've done the coney eggs. You've had your hemorrhoids. Now you're getting your pineal gland. I've literally gone from one end of your body to the other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm covering every orifice today. Uh, so the pineal gland it draws tryptophan and an amino acid from the blood. So you need good blood, and you need the you need the amino acids, which are the building blocks for proteins. Where are you going to get them? You're going to get them from your food. So the tryptophan is converted to serotonin in the gland, and the serotonin is converted to melatonin. 
And an enzyme called NAT must be present for the final step without sufficient amounts of NAT, melatonin production suffers. Well, all your enzymes are in your foods as well. This is one of the reasons why you should be having lots of raw organic food and juices and have the food as well. Don't just cook things. It destroys all the enzymes in it. So melatonin uh, levels vary throughout the day. So at 2 p.m., they're quite low. And then we start to get to darkness. And this is why you have a big problem with LED lights. These are terrible, terrible, terrible. I've been, and, and I'm not telling everyone to do this. Good Lord, no, because people will be burning their houses down. I don't do it downstairs because of Fat Dave, who's an absolute liability. But when I'm getting ready to go to bed upstairs, I light a candle, which is in a glass holder, which is a, a very sturdy base and no one can get to it. And it's on a high cabinet in my bedroom. Uh, it's not near any soft furnishings. It's actually near my scripture, all my Bibles and my psalm books. And um, and then I, I like two more that are on a windowsill, which is in my study. My books go up. You'll be seeing the, the burning from your house. And then I, <laughs> I have one in my bathroom. And I do that on purpose because I don't want to have any of that LED lights. And the LED light outside my home doesn't work. It's like the black hole of Kolkata. What a shame. It just stopped working one day. Anyway. So I want it nice and dark. If you don't have a dark bedroom, I would suggest that you buy yourself, I call mine the Jar Jar Gabor, one of these silky sleep masks. And you should all have one if you've got any light pollution coming into your home from outside, you should be putting a sleep mask on. You must do it. It's very, very important. Uh, by 2 a.m., so as soon as it starts to get dark, that melatonin starts to climb and it peaks at 2 a.m. And then it gra it goes right up at 2 a.m. Then it gradually starts to come down. So between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. is the best and highest amount. And that's why most of your sleep that you do before midnight is worth a hell of a lot more than what you do after midnight. And this is what I've been doing going to bed. Actually, I went to bed so early last night. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. How annoying is that? because <laughs> I'm trying to get myself into um, this. I've also got these oil lamps. But anyway, for downstairs, I'm trying to not work on the laptop late at night because I've been learning about melatonin and the pineal gland masses. And it was funny that you sent, you, you saw the posts I put on Telegram, Tim, and then you said, let's cover the pineal gland. Yeah, let's cover already... that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn yeah. something. I'm learning something out of that too. Yeah, I'd be reading. So the body does not store melatonin. It doesn't store it. So you need to be making it every night. A daily production is needed and light and dark signals from the retina. You shouldn't be wearing sunglasses at all. What did our ancestors wear? They used to wear a head covering and they would pull it forward so it shielded the eyes. What do people wear? They wear hats. I all my Chanel sunglasses, I've got a drawer owed to designer sunglasses. I don't wear them at all. You shouldn't be wearing them. Light I have actually, you know, I gave that little cameo appearance there with my sunglasses that everybody likes so much. But I, since you, you told me what's going on there, that my eyes are like these little things that pick up. Well, the sun's out so we can take in that that our body can get the vitamin D and stuff. I haven't worn them since. <laughs> and it also protects your skin. Your eyes mm. pick it up. Yes. Then you don't see with your eyes. These are so much more than seeing. You see with the back of your brain, 
But these wonderful, wonderful eyeballs and your retina, your cornea, and, and you can look at, uh, I'm doing a course and hopefully getting a guy to lecture on, you know, retin, um, what do you call it? I can't remember what you call it now. It, retinology is when you look at the, no, iridology, iridology, you look at the iris and you can see where the organs are. My eyes, once I started doing coffee enemas, it took about a few years that I noticed my eyes changed color. They went back to what they were when I was very young, a very pale um, green with, with like a dark blue circle. But, you know, this this is why you shouldn't be wearing them. Your eyes are the windows to your soul and they tell your body so much thing. So your eyes pick up how bright the sunshine is, which releases to your skin uh, the melanin, which stops you from being as burned. Isn't that incredible? So Yeah, you know, it really is. And there's several people in the in the chat who've said that they have stopped wearing their sunglasses because of that show that we did, too. Yeah, don't be coming to me and telling me you've all got cataracts because even that's diet. We've done that on here. So look, the body the body doesn't store it. Light and dark, dark signals from the retina travel through the optical nerve to the brain where they combine with signals from our body clock telling the gland to start and stop melatonin production. Melatonin can also be produced directly by the retina itself under conditions of darkness with no involvement of the pineal gland. So if you've all got a digital clock radio in your bedroom, I suggest you get a shot of it and you just get a regular clock. That's all you need to get. Um, you shouldn't be having any light. And, and also, you know, one of the worst things is, is looking at your devices just before you go to sleep. That's going to way screw your head up. This is why it's so, so important. So natural light is best for melatonin production. And it starts to go up from 6 p.m., and then it starts to come down by 10 a.m. in the morning and it peaks at that 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It's your body clock. And the clock in turn tells your pineal gland not to produce melatonin when the daylight signal is transmitted from the eyes. I do not close my curtains or my blinds. I haven't got curtains anymore. My room's all been decorated. I love it. And I've just got blinds. So the sun comes up now and it's up just after five. I heard the dawn chorus. Is it Psalm 1082? It tells us about the dawn chorus. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, so I heard the dawn chorus and, and that was it. I was reading. I was awake at like 4 a.m. because I went to bed at nine-ish. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit too early. The clock in turn tells us. So animal tests indicate that melatonin can also be produced directly by the retina under conditions of darkness. This tissue is on the back of the eye and can act alone for the production of melatonin. Melatonin is not stored in the pineal gland. It leaves the gland through simple diffusion. Its half-life is a short, is short during an initial few minutes, followed by a second longer phase. As a result, we cannot rely on yesterday's melatonin for today. We need a liberal supply of melatonin each evening. So some of the factors involved in the body's production of melatonin, um, I, I, I'll go on anyway. But what, what I was going to say was, you know, if you've gone on a, if you've been out discoing, we all remember this uh, and we go home and we get up. We get home at like 3, 4 a.m. We might sleep a little bit later till 10 a.m., but we feel terrible the next day. Even if we haven't had alcohol, if we were the driver, uh, we feel really tired. Well, this is the reason, because this is your clock. And it doesn't matter whether you think, well, I'm going to catch up on this. You can't. 
This is why night shift workers have a very high incidence of cancer, heart disease, and all the degenerative diseases, including depression, because it is not natural. It's not natural. We shouldn't be doing night shifts. What job, if we are living the way we are meant to, requires night shift? Because people shouldn't be sick all the time. We shouldn't have great big sprawling hospitals. We should have small hospitals. And there would always be the night nurses who would be asleep in the chair. I remember it and would wake up just to do the checks. So, you know, it's not natural the way we're living. Um, as um, w this is interesting as well. Uh, sunlight, we need sunlight, nature's wonderful healing agent. And um, it because the melatonin, melatonin appears to slow down as we age, the older we get, the less melatonin. And well, why is that? It's really obvious, especially now, people become invalids. And when they're invalids, they don't go out and get exercise because vigorous exercise declines in advancing years, leaving less vitality with which they resist for unhealthy um, influences. And people don't go out in the fresh air anymore. They don't go out in the midday sun. They don't do those things because they are invalids, because they've got arthritis. So... Sleep is worth far more before than after midnight. Two hours of good sleep before 12 o'clock is worth more than four hours after 12 o'clock. How cool is that? So the other day when I was feeling bad and I finished up and I went to bed at seven, I did really good that night. No, you made yourself what? really old. Yeah, exactly. What? Oh, you mean you went to bed at seven at night? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay. That, I thought you meant you, you worked all through the night. And went. Oh, to no, no, no. I can't do that. I can't. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So look. So let's look at there are some foods that have melatonin in. Why would they have melatonin in? Because they're plants. And plants are just like us. And it's incredible the way that plants require the sunlight and the chemicals that they make, including melatonin. So what is it in? It's in, it's in barley. Um, it's in bananas. I'm going to go up in greater amounts. Barley, banana, tomatoes, ginger, rice, corn, and oats have got the greatest amounts. And remember what your tryptophan, you needed your tryptophan to make it. So what's your tryptophan in? Whole milk, especially raw. Black-eyed cowpeas, black walnuts, almonds, sesame seeds, gluten flour, roasted pumpkin seeds, tofu. Do you see what it was in there? It wasn't in a pharmaceutical drug. It's in the foods that the Lord gave us. Foods, and you also, you need your B6 in order to make your tryptophan and your melatonin. So what's that in? It's in llama beans, lentils, English walnuts, bananas, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, artichoke hearts, and sweet bell peppers. Habits that increase your melatonin production from your pineal gland. Increase exposure to natural light. That means get out in the midday sun when your shadow is short. It's exactly the same thing we say all the time. Sleep in complete darkness. So you're all going to get on the devil's tool this afternoon. Use the devil's tool against them. Buy yourself an eye mask. If you haven't got an eye mask while you're waiting for it to come, get an old sock, get a piece of cardboard, cut around a pair of sunglasses, push it into the sock, and then put a piece of elastic around the sock and make yourself some eye shades. You don't even need to buy them, actually. You can do it with an old sock, especially 
fluffy, soft ones. When I worked for British Airways, I couldn't sleep unless I had my Jean Jean Gabor on and I've still got it upstairs. It was a satin one with a frill around the edge that I bought in Victoria's Secrets uh, when I was in my 20s. And I was still using it in my 40s, no, in my 50s. Now I don't need it. I might like the light. But I used to put this on and the silky coolness on my eyes. And it would be pitch black then when I'd come back from a trip and I'd be really tired. And I'd have a few hours sleep, blocking out the light. Sleep in complete darkness. That means your babies as well. They don't need a nightlight. Why do people put a nightlight on? They don't need it. And then you know what? You end up with a child that can't sleep in, ex- in, yeah. in the complete park because they're afraid. Yeah. You can buy, if you're really worried about your child getting up and going to the toilet or falling, or you're an elderly person. I know they're LED, but you're not going to be on for a long time. They're only on for so many seconds. You can get these little little lights off the devil's tool and you charge them with a regular phone charger. They come with a charger. They last for so long once they're charged. They come with a magnetic strip that you stick wherever you want it. And you can put them so that there was one in the hallway where the children will walk and one in the bathroom. And they are motion censored. So as soon as they sense motion, they light it up. I've been trialing these to see whether it makes a difference to my electricity bill. And it does. So I have one in my utility room instead of keep putting the lights on and my downstairs toilet. So every time I put the lights on, the light goes on and the extractor fan. And let me tell you, it makes no difference to anybody's, you know, raving themselves in there because I can still smell it. Anyway, so <laughs> what I do is I, I have one of these little lights on the top of the door frame that goes on when you go in. If you're sitting on the throne and it goes off, you just wave your arm at it and it goes back on. I have not charged that yet, and it's been in there weeks. So that is clearly saving a lot of electricity. Um, so sleep in the complete dark. Um, eat foods rich in melatonin, tryptophan, and B6, which I've just told you. Avoid a calcium deficiency. Well, somebody said to me, oh, if you're not eating you know, cheese and milk and dairy, you're not getting calcium. How come an elephant is so strong and so big if it's not getting calcium? It's getting it from what? The vegetation. You just have to eat a lot. That's right. Yep. Restrict your sugar and food intake in general. You shouldn't be fat because that's going to have so many problems. And everyone is fat. If you can pinch between your tummy button and your hip bone, uh, an inch of thickness, that means when you between the two, if that's more than an inch, you're carrying a bit extra. Same here. Same here. If it's more than an inch, you're carrying a bit of extra weight and you should do something about it now before it gets to four inches, eight inches. And I was looking at some model that was saying she's the picture of gorgeousness. I shared it on Twitter. And, um, you know, stop saying that obesity is attractive and it's healthy. It's not. It's not healthy because it exponentially increases the risk of every single degenerative disease. I'm not saying that people attractiveness comes one within. It's your essence. And if your loved one who, you know, your husband or your wife, the person you married has now got fat, then you should be helping them on how to lose weight and telling them that you love them and you don't mm. want anything to happen to them. Yeah. Um, you know, don't be berating them. Um, what you could do, though, you could lock them in the spare room or the shed and just feed them on place some pancakes because that's all that will fit under the door. They'll soon be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Um, <laughs> that'll be false imprisonment. Yeah, um, somebody, yeah oh, somebody will get that idea. So don't go doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't go doing it. Um, anyway, uh, practice fasting. 
So you can fast. Um, so now I do twice a week, I do 18 hours. And today, oh my word, I came in from my walk. I had to drag myself up that last hill. Woo, I was firing on nothing left. I zoomed in the house and I, I couldn't even speak to my daughter. I gobbled a load of food and then I went, oh, it's better. And she says, what's the matter? I went, I was fasting. I was nearly fainting. Um, you know, I hadn't eaten since yesterday. Let me just tell you, digress, a lovely story. I was in this wonderful place called Foodilic in Brighton. It's not always organic and I won't be eating there much longer now with all the um, mRNA and they're going to be GMOing all our fruit and veg. And I was just eating my favorite that I allow myself every now and again, this vegetarian moussaka and and a, a green bean and mashed um, to salad. And I had a, a I had an almond milk cappuccino. I don't normally drink tea or coffee anymore. And this guy came in and he almost fell down the stairs coming the side door. And he was really unkempt and had no teeth. And he was young and he was in a terrible state and he wanted something to eat. And they were like, oh, you know. Anyway, in the end, I said, what does he want? Get him a dinner, please. So they gave him, you know, a salad and some potatoes. I said, do you eat meat? So and he did. And then I had them make him an orange juice. And he was so grateful. And he sat and ate all this food. And I said, what drug are you doing all the time? He said, coat. And I said, it's killing you. It's destroying everything. And he said, I know. I, I don't know how to stop. And, you know, this is a spirit. This is evil. These are um, demons that go into people. I well, I think, think it's... it's yeah, I I don't I don't I don't I don't know that I want to go into a demon thing, but it's just the issue of the flesh, and and people people are trapped by you know James says a, a person is led away by their own lusts, and that when they're when they're when they sin when they lust they sin, and their sin produces death. I mean that's the route it goes. Yeah. My my one of the pastors, Sad. yeah, one of the pastors I used to have, he he said I had friends ask me how did you know the Bible was true, and he says well. Everything that I did that God said not to do, I suffered the consequences. And when yeah, I too. did what God said that he would bless and that would honor him in, in obedience, he said, I saw God's blessing in my life. And, yeah, uh, and I think that's God. exactly what, it, what God, this is why we reference Deuteronomy 28 so much. He's put his blessings for those who keep his commandments. And, and that, is, that is the heart. Uh, I, I got to tell you, that is the heart of the Christian is the desire to obey God. They have that desire there. They didn't have it before, but they have it once they're born again. Once they put their faith in the Lord Jesus, they have that desire that wants to know God. That means they want to be in his word, by the way, guys. They, they want to be in the word. And they want to have fellowship with him and fellowship with his people, too, his real people. And uh, so, you know, he puts that desire in our heart for that thing. Yeah. And uh, the bit that was quite shocking was the people behind the counter. They said, oh, that, they were only young. They said, oh, that's really kind of you. And I said, well, not really. I said, I'm standing here with a shopping bag, which means I can afford to go and buy some shopping clothing. And I just had a load of food. And uh, so therefore, if I can afford to do that, then I can afford to spend, what was it, four, 10, 14 pounds with the drink on someone else. And what was the biggest shock was that they found it. That should be an everyday thing that we all do something. But anyway, um, but just goes to show, you know, it, it was really sad. He looked a terrible state and um, and he was, he was he was really grateful and really polite and nice. And I thought and, and you know, he wasn't a stupid one. I thought at some stage he was probably in his early 30s. At some stage he was somebody's child. 
and somebody, some young man growing up, and who knows, but there, but for the grace of God, go I. So practice fasting, especially in the evening hours. Try not to eat after 8 p.m. And I was sneaking in and doing that. I was eating late. And when you eat late, you don't get a good sleep. It's pressing on your diaphragm. Your body's trying to digest it when it should all be switching down and doing repair, growth and repair. Um, so limit your stress. Don't have caffeine. Um, it, it's interesting. Caffeine cuts melanonin production for, um, sorry, melatonin, not melanonin, melatonin. It cuts melatonin production for six hours when you have caffeine. So if you're drinking coffee in the evening, you're not going to be your, your production, which should be going up and peaking at 2 a.m. is not going to be there because you've just cut it off by having caffeine. So isn't that incredible? And people do, they go and drink it. Alcohol, up to 41% reduction if you're having alcohol. So it takes me back to people in uh, Mediterranean countries where, you know, they have my, they have a siesta. Isn't that interesting? The way they have the siesta and then they have, um, they have a great big meal earlier on with their alcohol. Then they don't drink alcohol after that. They don't drink it late in the evening. You know, when they have their wine, whereas, you know, in this country, they go out for dinner very, very late. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it is. So drugs and supplements that reduce melatonin production in your pineal gland, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, which I've talked about, they're terrible, terrible. And you've got a 400%, like I say, uh, four, it's not 4,000, yeah, 400% increase of being admitted to the hospital. Um, so terrible, terrible drugs. And they are the most prescribed drug is anti-inflammatories. And then don't forget all the ones that you can buy over the counter. All of your, um, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories that you buy over the counter. Beta and calcium channel blockers, all your blood pressure tablets. Shouldn't you be thinking how you can naturally lower your blood pressure? Anti-anxiety meds, well, they are doling those out like um, Hershey sweets, you know, M&Ms. Everybody gets those, absolutely terrible. Vitamin B3, um, three milligrams a day. Uh, sorry, vit sorry, vitamin B12. You don't need very much of that before it starts to interfere. And don't forget it's a bacteria B12. And um, it, it's actually, you pick up that bacteria and then it mixes with the intrinsic factor in your stomach. So for people as well that have had uh, a gastric sleeve done because they want to lose weight and they have part of their stomach removed and they lose the intrinsic factor, they have an even bigger problem. Um, and antidepressants, they're even putting children as young as five on antidepressants. Absolutely uh, terrible. Certain trauma reduces uh, melatonin production. So what public health professionals once called accidents are now called Unin unintentional injuries. You're not allowed to say accident anymore. The police are no longer allowed to say road traffic accident because that is legally implying that it's an accident. They've got to now say incident. Oh, political correctness gone bonkers. So they don't call them accidents anymore. They say unintentional injuries. Oh, my word. Anyway, the reason for the change in terminal, uh, terminology is that uh, these often life-threatening or crippling mishaps are often preventable. 
and they're not just a bad twist of fate. Quadriplegic patients typically have an interruption in the nerve connections between the group of cells that release the chemical messengers superior cervical ganglion and the pineal gland. So when they've damaged their neck and they've been observed to have no day or night variation in urinary melatonin levels in spite of secreting larger amounts of melatonin, which actually peak in the daytime. Um, the fact is that quadriplegic has diminished periods of total sleep and reduced percentages of the deep restorative stages of sleep, technically called stage three and stage four, which is a shame because then it's like a, a double whammy then. They're not going to get that that repair that goes on when we're asleep. So when I see people now out there doing really dangerous sports, um, crazy stuff, and even people playing American football or rugby, headbutting the ball when your brain is enclosed in this hard cavity and it's only the consistency of soft butter, and then they get neck injuries. I just think, why? It's crazy. Why do you want to do that sport? And boxing as well. They get neck injuries as well as head injuries. Uh, so summing up, melatonin is a compound with incredible promise. We're just beginning uh, now to know truly what it's for. They only know a little bit now in ancient charts, and I've read them. They actually state that your pineal gland is your connection with your higher self, with the Lord. That's your connection, as they say, with the mothership. And we know that um, 93% of the function of our DNA, a double helix strand, is light and sound transmission and reception. What goes up will come down. So it's where we get our message. So is that the Holy Spirit? And well, I, down. yeah, let me let me ask a question that, that the Holy Spirit is a person that we're communicated with in the, in the scriptures. So he's a person that comes and lives inside a believer. But it but I'm kind of interested about that because, you know, you made mention of this being connection with the Lord, uh, some kind of physical thing that's tied there with like a spirit. cloud, like the eye cloud. Yeah, I know you've made mention of that. So how did the people know that it's doing all this? And and furthermore, I wanted to ask something you said. If you're doing these things, it's cutting down this mel um, melatonin production and, and other things that it does in the body. How is it becoming calcified? It's becoming calcified with fluoride, the glyphosate, the aluminium. And how? But how does it? How does that stuff get to that place only and calcify just that, or is it doing it? To, it's doing. I know it's doing other things to the body too. Yeah, but uh, we have the blood-brain barrier, which was put there by the Lord to protect the brain from toxins. We have the lymphatic system that cleans everything in the body, in the lymph fluid. And then, so when all your cells have done their jobs, your phyto cells, your macrophages, macrophages A, that will chow down all the phyto cells when they've done their job, and the macrophage B, that will chow down the macrophage A that's eaten all that lot up. Um, an interesting aluminium switches that down, switches it off. And then on top of that, you've got uh, your glymphatic system in your brain, which cleans the brain. But you have to be in that deep phase of sleep in order for that to take place. Interesting. And so that blood brain barrier stops stuff going up there. So what do they do? They put polysorbital 80 in vaccines, which opens the blood-brain barrier. They put polysorbital 80 in chemotherapy agents when they want to treat the brain with them. But what else do they do? 
They gave us Wi-Fi, 2.45 gigahertz to 5.8 gigahertz, the perfect, perfect, perfect amount of EMF, that frequency to open the blood-brain barrier. And then they've got that aluminium and the glyphosate, which is in all the water tables, which unfolds your hemoglobin. Your red blood cells are little biconcave discs. If you look at them sideways, they're like biconcave discs. Why are they biconcave? Because it increases the surface area and the oxygen binds to the protein portion of your hemoglobin. That's what it binds to, the protein portion. And it's folded. Why is it folded? Because it has more surface area. It needs to be folded up on this. What does 60 gigahertz do and what does glyphosate do glyphosate unfolds the hemoglobin it unfolds it and 60 gigahertz stops oxygen binding to the hemoglobin if you think that your 5g if you think that glyphosate if you think aluminium glyphosate fluoride and wi-fi and this is all random no they were testing all of this in the camps with the Third Reich and the scientists who were flown out under Operation Paperclip to Britain, Germany, America, and wherever else, including Hermann P. Schwann, that's what they were doing. So the reason that they get that in is with the perfect weapon that they tricked us all into having into our homes. And they put polysorbitylate into the COVID shots. Do you see? Do you see how they do it? Oh, sure. So we, we are we are electrical before we are chemical, before we are physical from the Lord. So if you imagine what this is, they used to say that all of the memories were stored in the brain. But now there's some talk that they're stored in like an iCloud. But the brain has lots of calcifications in it with the fluoride, with the aluminium. And the glia cells in the brain, um, when they are inflamed, they excite and you get inflammation over the entire central nervous system of the glia cells. And that inflammation, that constant inflammation damages them. And you start to get this plaque as well. So what happens is you can't receive the messages that come from that, from your higher self. You can't receive them. So let me, let me ask something about that. So if, if that's true, if that's what's going on, and this calcification and stuff that's taking place upstairs, so to speak, then it could this lead to stuff like what we see with dementia and things yeah. of that nature? Is that what's is that what's going on? Because the people can't they start forgetting people or things or events or things like that. Is that is that tied well, with that? It, it depends which part of the brain is affected, but certainly when you look at the brains of um there was one study i read and it was patients that had multiple sclerosis which is latin for multiple scars those patients at autopsy the lesions on their brain tested 100% positive for epstein barr virus epstein barr virus settles into the b cells which is in the myelin sheath and in the thyroid gland and they put epstein barr virus in some of the vaccinations that's fact that's what they do and they want to get it into your body. So the other thing is, um, 
If you look at patients with dementia and Alzheimer's, there was one immunologist, I have his book upstairs, I think we covered it on the show actually, and he showed that if you had, in a 10-year study, if you had a flu shot for five years running, the chances of you developing dementia, Alzheimer's was 96%, 96%. Wow. So why is that? Because the flu shot has got mercury and aluminium in it. And what does aluminium do? It switches down the first part of your immunity. That's your phyto cells. That's your lymphocytes, your leukocytes, your monocytes, your macrophages, uh, A and B. That's exactly what it does. And it ramps up the second, which is the cytokine response. And then you start producing all this fluid in your lungs. Well, this is what they're doing. None of this is just random. None of this is random. And I was watching and I cannot find it anywhere. I watched a video years ago on YouTube and it was a lady who had, um, I can't remember whether she'd had a stroke. I think she'd had a, yeah, she had, she'd had a stroke and she had what is called aphasia. So dysphagia, dysphagia, sorry, dysphagia is where you've got trouble uh, swallowing. You can't swallow. Well, aphasia is where I might pick up my cup of tea but I, somebody asked me the other day what it was. I said, it's urine. It's all the rage now, drinking urine. Uh, anyway, I might pick up my cup of tea and someone might say, oh, what, what is that? And I say, it's a shoe. Now, I will be thinking that I am saying a cup. But what's coming out my mouth is shoe. But you can't convince me that I'm saying shoe because I think I'm saying cup. So somewhere between there and there, there's a miss connection there's something going wrong interesting so this lady could not speak she just was like and she didn't look very old i think she was like late 50s early 60s and this particular doctor uh injected something intrathecally into her cerebral spinal fluid and then he put her on an inversion table so that she was head down and i think he left her for like 20 30 minutes and then he stood her up and they walked around the office a little bit. And then she started to speak slowly, slowly, slowly. And then they fast, kept fast forwarding the video and she started to talk normally. And she said it was like a curtain was being lifted up from her eyes. Interesting. And her mouth. Wow. And I can't find that. Um, I need to find it. Kate, well, that- somebody in the somebody in the chat's asking the book that you mentioned just a minute ago. What, what was the book? Which book was it? Uh, I I lost it because I thought you were talking about something else and not a book. Yeah. We'll put it in there. Uh, Lori, yeah, do you want to tell me which book you were talking about? It keeps sneezing. <laughs> uh, book, which book was it? Uh, well, look, you know, um, I'm trying to think which book I'm referring to. Oh, it was an immunologist. Is it the immunologist book I was looking at? I'll have to get that. It's upstairs on my library. It's a really the old book. The dementia book. book. Oh, that was that was the book with the immunologist who did the study showing okay. that those that had a flu shot every year for five years had a 96% increased risk of dementia. Yeah. And when he published that study, he was a very um, eminent immunologist. He, is, he, he wrote for many, many of these evidence-based peer-reviewed journal studies. And, and then he released that study and ended his career isn't that sad wow wow when he when he said that that's what the flu shot did that was the end of his career 
And I managed to get a really old book of his and then I researched him. It was just something I heard. And anyway, um, yeah. So um, should we avoid electromagnetic fields? Well, we've just talked about, um, you know, Herman P. Schwann working for the Third Reich. So there are probably a few areas that are controversial as electromagnetic fields. Um, the area is emotionally charged. When we talk about it, we know that. We know all of what goes on. Um, Dr. Reiter makes a case for minimizing EMF exposure, citing some of the preliminary research that suggests some sources of EMF may lower melatonin levels. Well, this book I'm, t- I'm reading bits from is very old. And we now know with Dr. Barry Trower, because I'm actually doing it on TNT tomorrow with Simone Plout. We're doing about 5G radiation uh, 2G, 3G, 4G. We're doing about what UNICEF said and the children about radiotherapy. We're doing it all tomorrow. So I've been really brushing upon my old lectures that I took notes from, from Dr. Barry Trower. Um, so, so um, you know, really, we we have to be really mindful because there are many, many drugs that we're taking for medical conditions that are going to interfere with our pineal gland. If, you're, if your neighbours are spraying glyphosate on their gardens because they're foolish because they want to kill their weeds. You need to tell them because that's blowing in the wind on your garden. I'm telling mine. Um, How do you know that your garden is wonderful? Because you'll have all the weeds growing. I've been cultivating uh, dandelions on my lawn because half of them I'm going to be digging up later today. And the other half, I'm going to just be lifting the leaves and snipping them. And then I'm freezing them all because I'm going to eat them in salads with a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of garlic and raw garlic on new potatoes because they are a wonderful diuretic and they've got loads. I of like the new potatoes. Yeah, you like them with dandelion. You can cut the flowers up. You can cut the leaves, but they have all different properties, dandelion. The root is, again, it's different. That's why I'm going to, and they're great. So they go on your garden. So you don't want glyphosate. So, you know, really, basically, you've got to avoid EMF, your pineal gland. You've got to avoid drugs. And if you're on prescription medication, talk to your doctor about reversing your disease and getting off them, looking at natural alternatives. Uh, You've got to think about sleeping before midnight. You've got to think about blocking all that light out in your bedroom. Don't be on your tablet or your phone just before you sleep. Honestly, it's incredible the amount of people that come to me with insomnia. And we sort it out within a few weeks. It's gone. It's just gone. And what we start doing is we clean up the environment, clean up their diet, clean up the times that they eat, take all the, the light pollution away. And they sleep like logs. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've testified on, I've testified on the show, uh, and I dropped the link in there for um, Corey's site for EMF Solutions. And uh, when I put that stuff in, it took about two weeks, and I sleep like a log when I go to, when I go to bed. I really do. And most people who've been listening for some time know every night it was like clockwork between three and three thirty. I'm up. I can't go back to sleep. It takes anywhere from fifteen minutes to two hours. By that time, I got to get up. Uh, to go back to sleep. And that's why I would normally after a show, I'd have to go take a nap because mm-hmm. I couldn't go back to sleep. I'm just wide awake. And, uh, and I know that stuff actually worked at least it did for me, um, in giving me some sleep. And I'm grateful for it because Bradley and I were talking about that. He was saying he was having a hard time, you know, sleeping and stuff like that. And I said, well, it could be this stuff. I don't know. It could be a number of things that you're having, but I'll tell you what it, I could tell a difference. And like I said, it took me about two weeks, but man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I use one of Kate's grounding mats too. My, I got one for me and my wife on each side. And, uh, and 
that's just the dog helped. On night. Huh? The dog's on night in my bed. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, but but I I actually noticed the difference, and I'm not going to yeah. say that if I'm not if I'm not experiencing. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I do. As soon this as I thing's crap, and I can't them, use it. <laughs> when I read, I start to get tired, but I'm not even reading now because I don't want to put a light on, and it's difficult reading with candlelight. But um, yeah, so you know, these are all things that you should be doing, and. Um, but what does the doctor do? Do you know I heard of a 14-year-old child the other day on a Z drug? And the Z drugs are the worst addictive, terrible drugs that you can take. And people take sleeping tablets constantly. They're so dangerous, so dangerous. So these are all things that you can do. Block out the light, get yourself to bed at a reasonable time. And if you do feel tired in the day and you need to have a nap, there's nothing wrong with that. But you should do it like, was it Lincoln? You should not go to bed. You should sit in the chair upright and put something in your hand so that just rest like a, a wooden spoon in your hand. I think it was one of the American presidents used to this. And as you start to drop off and you get really relaxed, the spoon will drop to the floor and it will wake you up. That's all you need. You should not be having more than 20 minutes because you're going to mess up your whole cycle if you do. So that is a, a wonderful, wonderful way of um of of getting your pineal gland to function properly um don't forget to pray because the lord can fix everything and people keep saying about my dark roots of my hair and let me tell you why it's this super greens because i just ordered some more um I order it from touchstone essentials tim i've just put the link yep, in i've got it i'm gonna pop it in there Honestly, it's clean, it's organic, and what's in it, and that's why I sell it, and that's why I recommend it. It's this, and <laughs> it's making my hair. Any white hairs I have, that's why it looks really dark. Even the hairdresser says, because your hair's gone really dark, it's really dark ash. It goes white in the sunshine. And I've got the usual, I've just had another order come of my um, uh, spray and drops, um, my pure body spray and drops, which... Um, um, I take and also I've just noticed actually I've put the box out in the bin and the, I've left one of the bottles in it classic um, I'm doing the EDTA which is the heavy metal detox as well at the same time and I know it's working because wow did I feel rough last week so you have to supplement with fulvic minerals and the cleanest fulvic minerals is touchstone essentials so please do buy from my link and I decided because you know I've gone on a massive uh, fitness kick not fitness I walk loads but I decided I would see if by the summer and I gave myself a time span, I could get ripped. Now, I was ripped years ago, but I'm pretty toned because I work out. But I decided I'd really, really go for it, which is why I was dropping today, starving, because I did supersets yesterday. Um, I, I could hardly touch my abdomen the other day. The muscles were hurting so much. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, so I used to have a six pack and now it's underneath like a continental quilt with some fat on it. <laughs> so I've been shedding that my face has gone a bit thinner. I noticed when I looked on camera, a bit saggy, um, but I, I'm trying to shed fat and, uh, you know, tone up my muscles so that I look um, quite ripped by the summer. It's just that, you know what, um, I've got to be able to talk the talk by walking the walk. That's right. You lead by the example, and you were talking about you were talking about sleep. I, this just came to mind because uh, you know I think about uh, Psalm one twenty seven two. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, 
to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. And you're exactly right. I mean, God can sit there and he could he could sit here and, and, and zap us, you know, and just make us perfect every day if that's what he wants to do. Uh, but he's chose not to do that. He's chose to say, obey me and uh, and do these things. And And there's a lot to it. I don't think I think there's when we talked before, Kate, one of the things that you would do is you would point out, you know, our connection uh, to our brain from our stomachs. And that's, you know, that's where the problems are happening. And it's, yeah, it's all about what we're taking into our bodies. And when you start thinking about that, man, it's like, what do we cut Now, by the way, I've been doing walks with my son. This week was messed up because I had two days where it was six, six hour round trips. And then two days I wasn't feeling very well. And I've been walking with my son and our sons at times, um, almost four miles a day. It, yeah, which is, which has been great, but I, but I, but I bought these little things to, they're supposed to control odor, odor and stuff like that. Bamboo activated charcoal or something like that. Um, they're supposed to control dust and odors and stuff like this. So they, they said, do you like free products? I said, sure. They had a digital skip rope. So guess what Tim was doing? The Himalayan salt, the water. And I was out there for 15 minutes, and I'm going to tell you what, I felt like I was going to die. I haven't skipped the rope in 30 years, I guess. Yeah, isn't it hard, but it gets you fit. It, do it oh boy, it'll, it'll, earth at the same time. it'll, it'll work you out if you haven't done that. But uh, my, my son was sitting there going, no, I didn't know you could skip rope. And I said, well, I really can't, but I'm trying. But it was a little long, so it was hitting the grass way in front of me and then catching my ankles. So I got up on some bricks instead of the grass. And uh, did it that way, so it worked for a little bit. Make but, the skipping rope slightly shorter and do it on the Yeah, that's what I got to do. Well, this so, one, you know, everybody can do fifteen minutes. If you haven't got a skipping rope, you do star jumps. If you can't, all you do is you skip till you can't skip any longer. Then you walk it out till you feel you can do it again. If you can only do two cycles in fifteen minutes, that's enough. Eventually, you'll be able to skip virtually the full fifteen minutes, and that's all you do every day. I was just going to say, so because I'm doing weights and because I don't eat. Uh, I'll eat eggs occasionally now. Um, I bought the organic plant, uh, organic pea protein instead of the one I was using. And this one is really nice. It's vanilla. So what I do is I use frozen organic berries. I use a, um, a banana. I use water and I use frozen unsweetened cherries. Oh, they're delicious. I just bung it in and a scoop of this. This is vanilla and there's nothing nasty in this. Because uh, I researched it all, that's why I sell it, and that's what I have. And so that's me on my blast. So that um, you know, I always laugh because I got asked to model, which was really funny. Uh, I was like, at my age, I used to model when I was younger, and then I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting this pri- uh, this uh, national health service body out. But you know what? Um, if me um, helps another woman who's gone and had surgery for whatever reason, breast surgery, she's got no breasts. If me showing somebody how good you can look and it inspires other women by using with these uh, bras for mastectomies, I'm down with that. I'm cool with that. But just for vanity to show it off and everything else, no. But if it's to to show, you know, from a surgical point of view. And also, you know, I had four kids and I read, I read that if you used, uh, if you ate lots of oranges and drank lots of water, you wouldn't get any stretch marks. And if I used this natural cream, well, I did that religiously, but also I had my children later in life. I didn't have my twins till I was 35. And I had my first when I was 33 and my oldest when I was 37. 
Um, you have less elastin in collagen in your skin, so your skin doesn't tear. So I got no strie at all. None. None. And I had all those kids. I remember the midwives wow. going, you haven't got any strie. Yeah, but it's because it's to do with one, the fact that I was older, and two, lots of oranges, make sure they're organic, lots of water, make sure it's clean. And it was like an olive oil base. This cream, I massaged it morning and night into my abdomen. Yep, didn't get a single one. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I want to show you this and we're going to close out the show here, but uh, I'm asked, do I sing while I'm doing the skip rope? And I, I just chimed in. Of course I sing yeah. gonna fly. Yeah, I, sing now, the, I sing the Lord's prayer. Now. I play the Rocky <laughs> music, you know, but I want to show you in those, in those, uh, in the skip ropes, right. And they're digital. So every time you turn them, it's telling how many calories, how many miles, whatever, all that stuff. They put these things in there. Let me get it in front of the camera. If I can do it, I don't even know where I'm going with it. There it is. They put these things in there. I'm like, what are these? And I can't find. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't find it. Do with them. I know what they are. Well, I couldn't find out what it was, so I went on the website. And what you do is you take the rope out of the thing and you put these on either side of it, and it simulates the balance so that you can spin those things without actually skipping the rope. And I'm like, okay, that's cheating, because. You don't have to keep up and jump over that rope. So there's there's more to it than just spinning things and hopping. You've got to have a you got to have a rhythm to that. And so I, I took me a day because they didn't put it in instructions. I said, Well, I've never seen something like that. So anyway, that it's it's a cheat. That's what it is. Just let you know. You know one, of the, one of the best things I remember as a child was being in the playground and the two dinner ladies with a big rope. And all the kids, we would have to, you know, keep the rope turning and we'd have to jump into the turning rope and we'd do like 10 skips each and run until if you stopped the rope, you'd be out. It's great fun to do it as a group of adults with a big skipping rope, one on each end. You could do it with washing cable, you know, that you hang your laundry on and you jump in. And uh, we did this as for hours and hours as kids. It was such good fun. They don't do that anymore. And you see all these, I don't remember... I think there was one fat child at school and he was a child to older parents. You know, it was like the only child and he was really spoiled. Everybody else, we were all skinny. We didn't well, get even, Yeah, when, when, I, when I went to school, the same thing. It's the same thing going on. Kate, let's, yeah, wrap, let's wrap things up here. Tell people where they can uh, follow you on your other shows and uh, what date, what nights or days and times that you're on as well. Okay, so I am on tomorrow, TNT Live Radio, and you can download the app on your laptop, on your phones, TNT Live. I am on at 11 a.m. GMT, which at the moment is 12 midday British summertime. So it's 11 a.m. GMT, Greenwich Mean Time, every single Sunday. That's me. And then on, on a Wednesday night, I'm on David Clue's Unity News Network, which is visual. You can get that live. And I always put the link on my Telegram page and on Twitter and on Facebook. But if you want to find me on Facebook, I have so many restrictions on the account. You have to literally look for me and go onto my account. You won't see anything in the feed because for some reason it's got some restrictions on it. I don't care. I'm back on tel uh, Instagram. So again, you can follow me on Instagram because I put little, the, the videos are on there as well. Um, so tomorrow, um, actually, Tim, you have got it just arrived today that's, I have just before you go oh and also if you want a consultation it's naturalnurse at mail.com and if you are interested in the nursing it's british nursing alliance uh, at mail.com and tim 
Guess what's arrived? Your book. I'm very excited about that. Nick Collistrum. Um, there's two books here. And Nick Collistrum is the most amazing, uh, amazing author. And he wrote this book called Terror on the Tube about the bombings in London that were clearly MI5 and Mossad. And it's incredible. He's got pictures. He did so much work in this book. And he's going to be coming on the show, Lord willing, to talk to he us is. about that. too. And I think he got kicked out of Oxford where he lectured. A lot happened to him. He got into a lot of trouble for it. But I remember my ex-husband reading this and the poor young men that were set up, that were working for MI5, how they set them up. And I'll just give you a tip that, you know, one of the uh, the bus had driven the same route for 25 years or whatever it was until the morning of that thing. And the bus driver was ordered, ordered to go a different route. And they blew the bomb up outside the um, the General Medical Council. So it is absolutely full. You can see he's included the photographs. So this will be winging its way to you on Monday morning. So thank you to Nick Collistrum. He's given me two copies. I've already read this years ago. My husband had a copy. Um, yeah, thank you, Nick. So, thank you, Kate, for sending that. Yeah, so uh, he, yeah, he's going to come on one of your shows in the week because I wouldn't do him justice bring, bring on here. So I'm going to connect the two of you. Now I've got the book for you. I asked him to send you a copy. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. And uh, thank you, Kate, for doing that. And uh, as always, we appreciate you. Learned a lot today. Uh, some things I didn't want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, though? You know, the, all of these old methods, they're not just, you know, these are, uh, these are, you have to see them as medical devices because that's what they are. They're, well, they're, it wasn't just that. Hemorrhoids in general just kind of. Oh, hemorrhoids. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any, any of those little suckers. Actually, hemorrhoids look a bit. Imagine these purple hanging out your rear end. Because mm, some of them yeah. are as big as that. These are little suckers when they hang out your rear end, let me tell you. Mm. I've, been, I've fallen victim to that. I had them after the birth of my mm. first son. They'd pop out and say hello every now and again. My rear end would be itching. But let me tell you, I did the Gerson therapy, coffee enemas. They were terrible for the first month. Never seen them since. Wow. Never, yep, never seen them since awesome. I got cancer. Awesome. And I never used those. <laughs> okay, uh, hang on. I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, Bradley be with you, I guess, on Monday. I don't think he's going to be on today. I think they're doing finishing things up in Washington. So there'll be, I'm assuming there'll be an educational video up on sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can check it out there. That'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then, guys, have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. You don't look. Invite people over to your house. Be hospitable. Feed them. Have a feast with them. Have real fellowship. Talk about the Bible. Read the Bible. Pray with one another. Spur one another on to love and good works. And then, Lord willing, we'll talk to you on Monday, Monday morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. See you then.